Hi, it's Todd from Anonymous Newfoundland, Canada News. Um, I was going to read something to you today, uh, a little history lesson, and I hope you enjoy. Here we go. This is an article that was written in the National Vanguard, and uh, it's called, If Hitler Had Won World War II, We'd Have a Better, More Just World Today. Legendary U.S. General George S. Patton realized late in the war that the United States fought the wrong country. Patton felt the United States should have sided with Germany to destroy Jewish Bolshevik Communist USSR. This information comes from Patton's diary entries, letters he wrote to his wife, and comments he made to the military officers and staff. World War II was incredibly complex. However, in the final analysis, World War II was essentially a war between two competing ideologies, nationalism versus Jewish internationalism slash globalism. Adolf Hitler and his allies fought to preserve the concept of nationalism, not just for Germans, but for all peoples the world over. Nationalism really just means the sovereignty of an ethnic people and the right of such an ethnic people, nationalists, within their own border country to self-determination. What is meant by self-determination? Self-determination just means an ethnic people preserving their unique culture and their heritage and pursuing their collective goals as a unique people. This applies to any ethnic peoples, Nigerians, Germans, Swedes, Vietnamese, Mexicans, Tibetans, etc. On the other side of World War II was the Jewish Bolshevik, internationalism. Today we simply call this globalism. In the 1920s, and the 1930s, and of course during World War II, powerful Jewish internationalists were fervently advancing the Jewish worldview of eventually eliminating all nations, except for a Jewish homeland, what was later to be, after World War II, the nation of Israel in 1948. Today we see that nothing has changed. Jewish internationalism, globalism, still works towards gradually merging all peoples of all the world, particularly in in the Western world, into one globalist system with a global government, global laws, consistent global culture, global bank, global currency, etc. In short, short, Jewish globalism, i.e. the weakening and eventual elimination of all nations, is the exact opposite of nationalism a world composed of nations, specifically, ethnically, homogeneous and border nations. The Allied powers of World War II, led by Roosevelt, Churchill, Stallion, and all, were tools of the international Jewry, and thus de facto fighting for the Jewish globalist worldview. After the Jewish-run allies won World War II in 1945, International Jewish forces were then free to exercise a Jewish fear sphere of influence over the greater Western world 
and we see today increasingly over the rest of the world. Alternatively, if Hitler had won the World War II and then exercised a national sphere of influence over the greater Western world, we'd have a more just, fair, and moral Western world today. The rest of the world would have simply benefited had the Germans been victorious since German influence would have surely spread elsewhere. Ideas such as non-usury banking and strong family-orientated culture would likely have spread globally. Had Hitler won the war too, had won World War II, sorry, what would be different in post-war world? In the post-war world, here are a few examples. There would be no USSR. The Soviet government murdered millions of its own people during its 70-year reign. The study of this topic, read the writings of Alexander uh, Skolnitskyan. Hitler would have liberated the USSR through taking large parts of it, western region for Leber- Lebensum, or living space. No Cold War, because there would be no USSR. Number three, no communist Eastern Europe, Iron Curtain. When World War II ended, Eastern Europe fell to communism. This was part of Stalin's spoils of war. Number four, no Red China and Mao's subsequent killing of 40 to 60 million Chinese. The USSR created favorable conditions for Mao's communists, which ultimately led to Mao's victory over Chiang Kai-shek nationalists in uh, 1949. Thus, if no USSR, no Mao victory. Number five, no communists North Vietnam. Both the Soviet Union and Red China aided Chi Minh. Six, no communist Cambodia and Pol Pot slaughter of two million Cambodians. Red China aided Pol Pot. Number seven, no dividing Korea into North Korea and South Korea. The Allies split North Korea after World War II ended, with North Korea becoming communist under Stalin's spoils of war. Eight, no communist Cuba. Given the previous, what support would Castro have had in the 1950s? Nine, no communists anywhere. Hitler was the world's most fervent anti-communist. Number 10, liberalism and multiculturalism would dominate Western ethos. Both are Jewish creations and both have always been evidently promoted and advanced by Jews. Thus, if no Jewish influence, there would be no liberalism and no multiculturalism. And at least certainly nowhere near to the degree we see today. Number 11, no cultural Marxism and no political correctness. These are social engineering tools which came out of the Jewish think tank known as the Frankfurt School. 12, no third world immigration into Western nations. Jews wouldn't be in the power position to craft and force true liberal immigration laws. Jews are responsible for each and every Western nation's liberal immigration policy laws as all were orchestrated by a consortium considering of a World Jewish Congress the Ebro Immigrant Aid Society and the Banaya Bert. 13. No depraved felt on TV and movies, etc., because Jews wouldn't run Hollywood. 14. No widespread pornography. Jewish li- li- lawyers and Jewish activists were the main challengers of anti obscenity laws under the guise of freedom of speech. 15. There would still be prayer in public schools. Jewish lawyers were instrumental in banning prayer in public schools under the guise of so-called separation of church and state, something that appears nowhere in the U.S. Constitution. 16. No man-aiding radical feminist movement. Jews such as Betty Friedan, Sonia 
Pressman and Gloria Steinman, among others, were the key drivers of radical feminism. 17. No Israel and all the problems it has brought the USA and the, immersive, and the rest of the world and the immersible misery it has wrought on the Palestinians. 18. Jews would be living in Maniscar, perhaps, and would be carefully monitored. Maniscar was once the place Hitler considered as a Jewish homeland. Many readings this will ask. Many reading this will ask. But what about the Holocaust? The Holocaust has been grossly exaggerated by organized Jewry in order to create sympathy for Jews worldwide and thus help advance the Jewish agenda. I.e. people see as victims tend to get their way. It also used as a political weapon to justify Israel's militarism against the Palestinians. Hitler's final solution, rebranded in the early 1970s as the Holocaust, was a plan to remove Jews from Europe, not to kill them. During World War II, just as the U.S. couldn't trust Japanese Americans, thus causing FDR to round up many of them and place them in concentration camps. Hitler couldn't trust Jews since many were partisans, sympathetic to the USSR, and hence they aided the USSR in various subversive anti-German activities. Therefore, the National Socialists rounded up the Jews and placed them in ca- placed them in concentration camps. Somewhere around one million Jews died during World War II, not six million, mostly due to disease and starvation in the final months of the war. Heavy Allied bombing of Germany and parts of Germany. German-occupied Europe destroyed many roads, rail lines, and bridges, making it impossible for Germany to adequately supply the camps with food and medicine. The result is that many Jews died of starvation and disease, and of course many non-Jews also died of starvation and disease, again due to the massive Allied bombing campaign and its destruction of German transportation infrastructure. Lastly, there was no gas chambers. Much has been written about this. To study the gas chamber subject, read the research papers published by Jamar Rudolph and Carlo Matago. There are many others as well. To get a broad overview of the Holocaust, read my article, What Was the Holocaust and What Happened? It should also be noted that Hitler never wanted to conquer the world. He simply wanted to safeguard Europe and the greater Western world from all manner of nefarious Jewish influence and more broadly safeguard the world at large, specifically from usury, Jewish banking, and a Jewish-driven cultural denigration. As previously stated, the Allies, heads of states, Roosevelt, Churchill, etc., were puppets of international Jewry. Each sold their, is sold for power and prestige. Again, as earlier stated, World War II was a war between two competing ideologies, nationalism versus Jewish, Bolshevik internationalism, or what we call globalism. Unfortunately, international Jewry won. World War II, well, World War II the good war, as it is often claimed, no, it was exactly the opposite. The Allied victory marked the beginning of the end of the Western civilization. God bless you and may you rest in peace, General George Patton. And thank you for your truth. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I hope you uh, can take a lot from this. Um, 
I don't know what to say, but uh, I've always said that nothing comes good from corporations or governments, really. And uh, I'm not on anyone's side. Um, I don't believe in wars. I don't believe men have the, have the authority to kill each other. Uh, so I uh, bit hard that way, unless it's self-defense, of course. But uh, thank you for your time. Please uh, share, and uh, we'll be getting into more more history. And uh, also, uh, we'd like to get some people together uh, to uh, learn about the history of our law too and our rights. And um, try to make our our communities and our world a better place. And we can do that together.